This is the Oanda Podcast. You're listening to the Oanda Market Insights Podcast with me, Johnny Hart. Each day we look at all the business and market news from around the world. And today it is Jeff Halley in Singapore. Good morning from London and good afternoon to you, Jeff. Good afternoon. Let's start with the latest from the markets and a mixed set of numbers from your part of the world. We've got China and uh, Hong Kong with big losses today, but closer to your home in Singapore, they're doing rather well. Yes, it's a cyclical rotation day. It's a similar sort of price action that we saw on Friday, actually. And actually this morning, all of Asia actually opened higher after the US passed this US stimulus bill through the Senate over the weekend, but that soon ran out of puff. So what we've seen today is uh, the North Asia winners of this technology working from home past year. So those stock markets have all outperformed over the past year. They've come under a lot of pressure today and we've seen them perform quite badly. But the ASEAN stock markets, which are much more what I call legacy stock markets, full of banks, property companies, resource companies, these dull industries were the losers out of this working from home uh, pandemic trend that we saw in 2020. They've all outperformed today. So, for example, Singapore's up nearly 2%, Kuala Lumpur's up 1.5%. Meanwhile, China, South Korea, Japan, they're facing 2 to 3% lost days. And that's sort of the price action we're seeing replicated in the United States, where the Dow Jones, which is much like the ASEAN markets, full of legacy companies and industries, is outperforming, while the NASDAQ, very tech-heavy, and the S&P, which is still quite tech-heavy, have actually been under pressure. And uh, I think this is something we're going to see continuing, particularly after oil rose in Asia again today. So any traders in my part of the world in Europe, they should be going back onto these legacy stocks. And markets seem to be suggesting, well, the pandemic is reaching the final period before things really reopen again. We've talked about this many times, the effect that the vaccination program has had, certainly in the UK and in the USA and in some other parts of the world, not quite as um, quick in Europe. But it shows that we're on the way back. In my part of the world, in the UK here, all the kids are going back to school, which is a big day for any parents. They're calling it Parents' Liberation Day, Jeff, because the kids have been off for three or four months. And this, again, will allow people to return back to normal working hours. And, of course, then we've got the um, non-essential retail opening uh, next month and other aspects and measures beyond that as well. So markets seem to be suggesting things getting back to whatever a new normal might be. And the legacy stocks, you named some of them. I, I would also think things like travel and leisure, well, they'll start to return as well. Numbers are going up. Possibly with travel and leisure, that would be more speculative at the moment, certainly consumer discretionary. At the end of the day, borders still aren't open, people still can't travel. Although I have absolutely zero doubt that there is a huge amount of demand pent up there yet. But I think we're still quite a few months away from those opening. Looking at the European stock markets today, and you were touching on that before, including uh, the, the, the FTSE, if we want to put it in that little grouping, they've all opened up higher today. And those markets are very much a similar makeup to the ASEAN markets that we uh, saw outperform today as well. So we're seeing European and UK stocks outperforming. And I think when we look at uh, the world at the moment, it's, it's, it's fixated on inflation and we are seeing inflation pressures coming through, I've no doubt. But the inflation we're seeing is cost and logistics inflation. That's inflation that is indicative of a recovering economy, which is positive. Uh, it's not wage price spiral, sticky 
uh, undermining economic uh, inflation. In that environment, European stocks, for example, should outperform. So let's go back to that uh, stimulus bill. The Senate voting to approve takes the president's plans to stoke America's economic recovery, a big step close to its final passage in Congress, of course. And they're going to be doling out vast amounts of money, aren't they? $1,400 to any individual, and it can be multiplied within a family. Is that right? To a certain extent. So what the, one of the amendments that got brought in was uh, a, an income cap. So I believe it's something like around 170000 in joint income for a household, and I believe something like 80000 it's somewhere around that area for a single uh, income household. And, and the payments are less uh, if you earn those amounts or higher. But yeah, certainly it's $1,400 for everybody underneath those amounts, which is going to be most of America. So, I, I mean, this is inflationary as well. So on the fringes, it's positive for growth and positive for equities. And that's how the markets looked at it this morning. But actually, it's a lot of money about to hit the financial system, which is coming after we're starting to see these price increases uh, and, and high commodity prices and oil prices starting to make their way in the inflation numbers through the system as well. So uh, we're definitely going to see higher inflation over the next few months. Now, whether equity markets will thrive in the environment or whether uh, we're going to see yields move higher around the world, which could put that under threat, still remains to be seen. You mentioned the oil price and it's jumped above $70 a barrel for the first time in 14 months. That's mainly, though, because of what happened in uh, Saudi Arabia after its energy facilities were attacked on Sunday. So is, is that a temporary thing that it goes above $70? Well, actually, if we look back at Friday's price action, uh, we saw oil uh, jump uh, nearly 3% on, on Friday. So it had another, another huge session on Friday following from another monster session on Thursday. So I think oil prices must be up nearly 10% in the last three sessions. Uh, I think the, 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 the actual attack itself was very quickly dealt with it with no damage. It was just the straw that broke the camel's back. Markets were looking for an excuse to buy oil, and that's all they needed to tip them over the edge. I do believe that the pro- when Brent broke through $70 a barrel, that saw some of those uh, wait-and-see buyers uh, in Asia who were looking for a dip actually give a, uh, throw in the towel and actually chase the market higher. We've actually got a gap on the charts indicating that oil will keep moving higher this week. So supplies are very tight in the physical market in the short term. Uh, that's not going to change because OPEC Plus decided not to move their production cuts uh, last Thursday. And I, I believe we are going to see uh, oil prices uh, track higher this week. Talking of this week, Jeff, what are the standout highlights that we should look out for over the next four or five days? Well, there's a couple here. We're into the second uh, week of the month now. So the data, there's still plenty of data, but it tends to be more second tier. But I think the really interesting one will be uh, the European Central Bank uh, rate decision on Thursday. ECB officials have made it very clear that they're not happy with the rises in uh, European sovereign yields over the last uh, few weeks. So although the ECB will leave policy rates unchanged, they may change their rhetoric to uh, indicate that they're prepared to more aggressively uh, buy uh, bonds to cap any rises in yields in the eurozone. The euro uh, versus the US dollar is wobbling on support at 119 today, and I'm looking for it to move lower again anyway, but euro could actually go 
quite a lot lower this week if the uh, ECB signals that intent. Uh, the other main one will be US CPI, which we have on uh, Wednesday. Now, if uh, US CPI comes in quite a long way higher than 1.4%, those inflation easters will start panicking again. We're probably going to see another move higher in bond yields, and that will almost certainly put more downward pressure on the stock markets. Jeff Halley in Singapore, thanks for joining us this morning. Have a great week. Always a pleasure, Johnny. Thank you.